Hello, welcome to another episode of Killer's Crawlspace. It has been, when I say September, roughly, been a while. But uh, this episode is going to be talking about uh, life after prison. Uh, I recently started writing somebody that, um, I don't know if there's only one thing about his like crime, but it said he killed two people. But I wrote him a while back and he didn't respond, but I decided to write him again. Because there's no picture like attached to his case of him or nothing, so well he ended up writing me back. So, anyways, I uh, wrote him back, and then he responded with like a 15-page letter that is really interesting. And I asked him a question about because he actually, even though he killed, you know, possibly two people, like the one case that he done, it was his mother-in-law, but he like bit her nipples off and shoved the toilet brush up her vagina and set the house on fire. And he got like 80 years, like 60 or something. But he can serve like 40-some years and get out. So um, basically, anyways, so pretty gruesome stuff, which I asked him because he's actually pretty well like saying, hey, I'll talk about everything. But like I said, with him getting out, he'll be serving, like I said, 42 years in prison. So I asked him if he was scared of getting out where, you know, life has changed because crap within just what? Would you say what a year or two, just the way things technology yeah. changes in that quick <clears throat> time. But anyways, yeah, I basically this is his reply to that. He said, You ask if I am scared of getting released. When I am finally released, I'll have served forty two years straight in prison. For the most part, everyone that I've, that I've truly cared about has either passed away or does not want anything to do with me because of my crimes. Everything I knew about the free world and all that it contains has changed drastically or altered beyond what I remember. It will be like entering a foreign world in which I will have to relearn how to maneuver through. And many things I'll have to learn how to use a cell phone and other things. Am I scared? I would not say that I am scared to be released back into the free world, but more like afraid, which to me is not as severe as the term scared is, which to stop right there. Like I agree with that. Like afraid, like, what was the crap? I'm trying to think of the movie. Was it Shawshank Redemption? Where they let that old guy out? And then he like hangs himself. Remember mm-hmm. like the... I'm pretty sure it was Shawshank Redemption. Where he's like... It's been like years since I've watched that. But remember he's got like... He's an old guy. And he's been in prison for like ever. And then they let him out. Like it was like 56 years if not. Yeah. yeah and he like goes to like the apartment and they find him home because like the world had changed so dramatically. Because I think he was in prison before cars were really invented. And just like the whole overwhelming experience of getting out in the world. Like That's why prison needs to work to rehabilitate people. Like the people that are going to get out. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> they should work better to rehabilitate not just contain like i feel like there should be separate facilities like you shouldn't have the lifers in there with people who are going to do like 10 to 15 you know well 10 to 15 like i said what you're saying just a couple years stuff changed but 42 years that's a long time yeah but i don't think they expected him to probably get out well still they could (laughs) still make it i don't even know if he because i know you got a lot of them that have like tablets and everything i don't know if he has one yeah, but even the tablets are so different in there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's still technology, but it's so different compared to everything. Oh, yeah. But anyway, he says, I am hesitant, leery, and very nervous since I will have hardly next to nothing, no support at all. That would be another hard thing. Like he's, Well, he'll get. He'll have to go to a halfway, halfway oh, yeah. house, honey. I'm assuming he didn't say. And no one who will really care if I make it or not, live or die. 
couple of that with a legacy and a part that always follows you, yes, I'm afraid. I think anyone who's in my position upon the release and is not afraid is an idiot. Then he talks about the world has changed significantly since I was last an active part of it, but people are always basically the same with the same problems, and people always have predictive behavior. I have learned in prison as a survival skill that the ability to read people predict for the most part the way they will act and how to size a person up to determine his strengths, weaknesses, and his character in a very short time. I'm not afraid of the people in the free world upon my release. It's all the other things, and the fact that I'll totally be on my own. So I can. So he's got the like he said the he survival really, skill. He seems really insightful. Well, to to be his age, he he will be sixty this year. I'm not sure when his birthday is because it just says nineteen sixty two. Which I did ask you know about his age and stuff. Because one thing I like about this letter, not to get off topic too much, but like he goes real deep into. Oh, Sam. No, not even that. Just basically all what happens in prison, what he has seen in prison. He says in the letter that somebody he saw almost get stabbed to death because they owed him two Raymond soups. Yeah, well, it's prison. Well, I know, but... <laughs> it's like you know, we, the highest form of currency. Well, I know. But he, he called uh, prison as like climbing Mount Everest in flip-flops. But he was talking about like each type of category of people are, you know, the hustlers, the gangers, the people that are gay that try to have sex, like the sexual predators and everything. People that will try to go after new people, find out what they like, and then do everything for them. And then eventually just, just, yeah, just rape them any way they can. (laughs) He's talking about just like how, you know, life is in there. Did he mention like what, what started his crime? Like, why did he do he, that? Was he in like psychosis? Because I mean, like I know smart sh- people can be crazy and stuff. But, you I'm know, not sure but yet. He he said he'll talk about which I did. He ask seems him really like insightful and like 15, he doesn't seem like a a 15 page letter. You know, that right there says he really was open about talking, but he just doesn't seem like well, the way he speaks in his letter doesn't seem like he's like yeah I'm biting nipples off and shit like. Well, he said some of the stuff was half truth and half not. Oh, okay. But yeah, he talks about serial killers and everything, and talks about he was interested in them. He's talking about being a heavy drinker, because he said, like, when he was in Germany, when he was in the Army, it kind of, that's one reason why he got a divorce and everything, because his drinking brought problems. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe drinking, but the way he talked, he moved up in the Army fast, and they had to actually get things, like, write up things to get him promoted, because he didn't have that much experience in the Army. So he was a really hard-working person in the Army, the way he talked, and, like, that's just the way I guess he is as a person. It always shocks me when people are like, oh, well, I killed this person. I was drunk or I was high because, like, obviously I've been on drugs before and I uh, used to drink very heavily. I've never wanted to bite somebody's nipples off and, like, fillet their skin or anything. Yeah, but he <laughs> talks about, like, he would actually, you know, talk about, like, other sex offenses, rape, stuff like that because he's had discussions with offenders in there. But he was talking about this one guy that was a child molester saying that uh, he had 120 years to do, and he tried to get into a shower, to go shower, and there's five other men that were in there taking their turn with him, and that he finally ended up with AIDS, and he don't think he's alive today. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, that's, that's what me and him was talking about. I was like, you know, the times I've went to jail and prison for paranormal things, you know, they they talk about that they don't really make it very long in prison. And that would be another thing, too, like, you know, the stuff you endure in prison, 
like I said, like what he said, you get the survival instinct. So, you know, he's going to be like really like flipping out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if somebody, you know, is nice to him, like extremely nice. He's going to think somebody wants, you know, wants something from him or just like, he's going to be, like he said, afraid of what's to come. But like I said, which I agree, people are the same. Prisoner or not, people have issues. Like the other thing I might see, so he's been in prison since, when did this crime like happen? Early 90s. How old was he? Well, that'd be 30. I think 92 is when he has court. So yeah, he'd been 28, 30, roughly. So you're looking at, because a lot has changed in the 90s, especially like prices for stuff. So yeah, if he... And by the time he gets out, he's going to be in his 70s. Well, I know everywhere's different, but, like, when you go to a halfway house, you have to start looking for a job. Like, they help you with that, I think. Like, I think he said he served, of, like, places that hires felons. Yeah, if you served, like, 30 years. Yeah, if he was in there 92, because he got another term. So. I think it would be crazy just to send him out on the street. Like, I, I think like his, you'd have to go to a halfway yeah, house. Yeah, I think his last letter said he'd be. So, you're looking at he's got about another 10 to 12 years, give or take. If he lives. Yeah. But he did say he had cancer, but he's cancer-free now. Well, I mean, like, but he no, did have a certain, him, like, yeah. not, you know, t- if he was. I don't know. He said he had some pretty good medical care with his cancer and stuff. So I was, I was kind of surprised on that. He's probably the only good health care. Because a lot of prisons don't. But he said he had, like, a rare cancer that they don't see very much. They had, like, removed muscle and, like, they a shoulder. They probably were, like, getting him. They almost took his arm off was how bad it was. But the doctor was able to save it. That sucks. I feel like that would make you a bigger target, too. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of asked him that because he said like your level is like killers are the high up in prison like you don't really mess with killers and with him being one I ask if people try to take advantage because we're like like 60's not old but you know what I mean like it's older in prison older I would say in prison I feel like prison years is like dog years <laughs> yeah but like does people try to take advantage of him towards his age and stuff so I'll interest see I haven't mailed the letter out yet I just replied back to him this morning but yeah, I'm really interested to see, you know, how, which I probably won't talk to him after he gets out. Like he might, you know, depends on where he goes, but to be just say six, you know, 60 now will be 60. Say he gets out of 72. So you're looking at from 30 to 72 years old that he served in prison, all the stuff that's changed, everything. And like what he said, he's afraid. So they haven't really taught him anything in there. Well, like even the programs that they have, like when they, they say that they try to rehabilitate people and that they have like these anger issue programs and like all these different programs that you can take to make it look better on your case when you try to get a people. Well, that's or what something. he did. Like they're not actually all that helpful. They don't give a fuck about you. Well, that's what he said. Like you would think, like how's all this happen? You know, with guards, he's like they don't care. They're all understaffed. None of them care. And even yeah, especially now with like COVID and like. Uh-huh. Well, even, even a guy I talked to, I just replied back to him this morning. He said he had COVID, and this was like earlier in the month. And he's like, "There's a CO in here that says that's sick as a dog." And he's like, "I got COVID." And he's like, "Ain't gonna do nothing to me because we're understaffed. They're gonna fire me." I guess he's like coughing and everything, flipping out on all the garden i mean not guards but uh inmates and stuff and causing a lot of issues and he's like you know they don't care Beat his ass. and you i'd say you get that with a lot of prisons because it's like anywhere else like no offense there's people you know my age older people your age younger like a lot of people are just lazy and don't care about their job and in that sense they don't like and that's what a lot of the inmates feel like which i know a lot of people say they will deserve it but it just boils down to they don't care if you live or die. Like what he said, they don't care. And there's people out there, you know, 
which like he said, a lot of them might be dead. So I don't know his past might still live with him if he gets out, you know? Well, yeah, because when you get a job, they're going to see that and look at it. Well, yeah. Even if they do hire felons, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like just normal people, like they're not going to look at him and be like, oh, he, I better do background check. He, he, <laughs> killed, he killed somebody. Like, you know, I don't know if he'll be in that sense. I'm hoping he would send me a picture. But like I said, I can't, the only thing I found was the Murderpedia page that he's on, which that's for any killer. And then there's a case file and stuff. Like, there's not a lot on him. Like I said, I could not find no picture at all. Like I said, the thing that had his address, there's no picture attached to his case. And you would think, though, in the 90s, you know, they'd have pictures of him. But, like, his case is not well known. It might be, you know, from what state he's in, it might be more well known and actually have stuff on him. But you think, though, simple. Yeah, you think, you know, well, you know, we're just a couple states over. You'd still think you'd be able to find something. Where's he in? Indiana. Oh. So, yeah, he's not that far, actually, away. Oh, he really messed up the address. Yeah, my handwriting must be sloppy. I didn't it realize is. that until well, now. Your handwriting's <laughs> tiny and sloppy. But his ain't well, his ain't bad. His looks kinda like you're a little bit neater. Which he apologized for it being sloppy, which I could read it. They figured it out though. Yeah, he put an I in my last name. <laughs> Lee Master. <laughs> but yeah, like which my E's kinda sometimes look like eyes. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just like we're saying though, it just kinda depends on how you Oh, could you imagine the which, food though? Like, getting out of prison and all the food we have now, and, like, yeah. the combinations of stuff. Oh, man. I'm a fat ass. That'd be my first thing. <laughs> but then again, if you can't get a job, because that's another thing. With his age, can he get a job? What kind of jobs can he get in, you know, 77-year-old man to. with no work history for 40 years? Well, maybe with, like, his cancer history and him being old as hell, they'll give him, like, disability or something. That might be. That might be. But you have to thing. fight for years on that. Like, people who really, really, really freaking need it. Yeah, can't even get it, so he may just have to get over it and work. Which that might not if be a problem can. with him, but yeah, it just depends. Cause a lot can happen within the twelve years, roughly, that he's you know still left in there. Like, what else can happen? Like you said, if he makes it that long, which he seems to be in good shape, you know, to be his age. Besides, you know, his arm issue over cancer, but he seems to be doing good. Because you got some people that's you know thirty four years old in prison that's basically malfunction because there's no you know really good health care in there so yeah it just really depends on the way you look at it and like me personally he's going to be in for a shock i think to an extent and but at least at least he's not been in there for well he wouldn't be alive probably if he was in there for 100 years getting out you know (laughs) being 1920 and coming out in 2022 you know that you know, that's so like I said, 90 still a long way, like a long time ago. Cause I was born, like, talk about, I was born 89. So, like, it's been a long time ago, but in that sense, it's not like stuff's changed, but it's not like he's gonna, like we were talking about earlier with Shawshank Redemption, it's not gonna be like in that sense of the guy, you know, right, yeah, never seen cars. Like, if he's used to horse and buggies and here's a freaking <laughs> Corvette flying 100 miles an hour down the road, he's not gonna be like, oh my god, what is that? So, in that sense, he'll know that. And I'm sure yeah. he probably reads the news and stuff like that and probably watches TV and sees yeah. some of the changes on things. I think TV would probably help a lot see him. Like, because in TV they use cell phones and, like, yeah. updated stuff. So he would at least see it, even if he don't understand how it works. Yeah, so his basic <clears throat> is just going to be a basic hookup of the phone like, you know, we were raised up with. So a cell phone is going to be, like, way out of his. He'll be posting, like, the old grandpa pics. <laughs> 
commenting on all the girls. I have a Facebook. He, which he frequently. said that people have sent him articles, like in like people in prison have brought it, so probably guard or something. So that that you know, so he kind of knows of the technology. Yeah, but people don't realize though, because like even cell phones when when we were younger, compared to time. now, you basically don't need like we're recording on our laptop right now, but we really don't have to. Like people's cell phones, they have it a computer. yeah, it's everything. It's all in your hands. That's why a lot of people get in trouble with phones at work and stuff because that literally is a lot of people's lives. Like social media is the thing now, which he probably won't have to do that. But I think I think a lot of the things he'll probably do. Because he talks about, like, a lot of it's, like, physical touch with people, stuff he misses, and, like, just being able to do stuff. I think a lot of that he might, which, then again, he might be some old man that, you know, does get disability, get a lot of money, and travel the world and see it before he dies. You know, he might. He'll get he'll get the hookup with the ladies for his disability check. <laughs> yeah, like, you never know. Like, he might, you know, live life. Because the way he talked when he was in Germany, like, he lived life to the fullest. He's like, I regret some of what I, you know, went through. But he's like, you know, I lived it up over there. He's like, when you're in the Army, you kind of got to live like the day's your last day. You never know what could happen. And I look at him. So, hard. that one thing kind of does help him, too. Like, like, he said he does have military training. So, that would kind of help him out. I'm not sure if I'm sure Maybe the military made him crazy. I'm kind of wondering because <laughs> I'm kind of wondering because the way he talked, you know, he knows how to kill and all that, <clears throat> which, you know, he did, you know, because of his crime. But we've talked to other people that's like that. They're like, you know, I had an urge to kill. I went to the military and then that kind of made it worse. Like what he said, he learned all this stuff. They but, think it's going to be a legal way to. Well, I know. But that's what I'm saying. He's like, I learned all this stuff, but that don't help me in the free world because you know they're training me to kill <laughs> and do all this stuff that don't work it's not funny world. but yeah. it's like you know what i mean yeah I mean, like so we've had other people say that like they it didn't really it didn't really help it kind of pushed them and then they end up killing the free world the direction. they and already then, had that like weird urge yeah, they had the it. real yeah the weird urge and then it didn't really help feel that urge and they end up killing somebody anyways but it is crazy though a lot of killers I would say out of everybody, I have... But also, what if... Sorry to interrupt you. But what if being in the military and him, like, seeing death and killing people made him just lose his marbles? Well, I don't some think, people can't handle it. I don't know if he actually was... The way he talked, he wasn't in war. Um, I don't not know. like active yeah. combat. Yeah, they were just... He was training just in case if he did, because he was basically training the whole year, because he said that was back with, like, possibly with, like, Russia and stuff. Because this was like back in the 70s and 80s, yeah. which we got the Russia, you know, stuff going on today with what they're doing. But um, so in a sense, like I said, he's. I would say, like, like you said, afraid, but still being more nervous, you know, because you really don't know what to expect. But well, he also I, has nobody. He's just going to well, come out to this crazy world like he's lived with no guidance. Yeah. Living in Germany. I have no help. He had somebody on the outside would help. But um, living in Indiana, if he's always lived in Indiana, outside, you know, the military, like, I don't know how accepting Indiana was back in the 90s, because that could be a big change with, like, you know, people like the transsexuals and, which he mentioned, you know, the gay people, which he mentions kind of the gay people and stuff in prison. So he has that sense. And he talks about some of them wearing women's clothes of what the dress code will allow. So he's kind of got that. But you know what I mean? Like 
the world's more accepting now in some parts of the United States. Some, you know, around here, it depends on who you are. The older generation don't really accept people like that. But, like, that would be something he could, it would be different. But I think the biggest change is going to be social media and just the way, like, you got your creators, kind of like what we're doing. We're the way this. stuff functions, because there's people that get paid, you know, do TikToks and YouTube, and, yeah. like, he probably knows nothing about that. Yeah. And a lot of people think that it's not, like, decent work or whatever, but, like, you have to edit and do all the planning. So, like, that, like I'm not saying that's, like, the hardest job in the world, but all, it takes a lot more than what people think, so... Like, mm-hmm. if he were to say something to somebody, like, oh, you just make videos for a living, or, like, like you said, with the LGBT community, like, like if he just says something wrong, being ignorant to it, yeah, that's what I'm he's going to get his ass beat or something. <laughs> but he, like, in his letter, he was respectful, you know, towards all that. But I'm just saying, like, it's more, it's more accepting nowadays than it was back then, and yeah... And if he makes the wrong comment, it might yeah. you know, be be an issue. But I don't, I don't know if he'd have that kind of trouble. But he also might have somebody that, you know, will tell him. Like, even if you told him in letters, like, oh, like, you know, this is how this is, and this is yeah. acceptable, and this isn't. Like, that could help him. Um, did I answer my thing I was going to say when you accidentally interrupted me? Not to change subject. <laughs> Sorry, my, my mind I forgot what I, was, I forgot what I was talking about, too. You remember? I don't think I answered. <laughs> I don't think I finished that even after you were done. Sorry. Uh, I'll have to. I, yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about either back then. Yeah, it's been forever since we recorded. So yeah, this one might be a little iffy. <laughs> but anyways, going back because that one guy used to write that I made the blog, the Rodney Lincoln, where he was in prison for like forty years for a murder he didn't commit, and like oh, the little girl put him in prison, and then remember I think I showed you that video. Yeah. When like. He's they're like, well, what would you do to her if you seen her? And he's like, you know, basically like hug her and stuff. Like he didn't like hold any grudge against her, but like he lost all of his life. But I don't know if he ever, because I know he told me in like one of the last letters it would take like a year or two even for him to get out of prison when they showed that he was innocent because the DNA showed it wasn't him, but it still took a process. But it's my understanding he had kids and stuff too, which I he had the support of getting out. But That's he was in crazy. his, but he was in his seventies as well. But he had the support. I'm pretty sure he had a few kids, so he had that support of getting out and them, you know, being able to say, "Hey, this is what's this is what's going on now." But you it know, he had grandkids. Be a process, though, like if you're proved innocent, I should be like, "Hey, get your shit, let's go." I could see like maybe a couple of days, you know, getting paperwork anything. wise. Yeah, yeah, once DNA says, "Hey, you're not." guilty of this crime you should get taken out like as soon as possible yeah like what the fuck yeah but I, well, that's been a few years ago that's so really he nice should be though. Out now. that that takes a good person to not hold like any anger he lost his whole life yeah. because of you know a mistake but i understand it was a little girl like you know just like, oh, yeah, girl confused like in a bad situation and you know fucked up but that that takes a good person to not hold any ill will there well and like he was like crying when he even brought her out and stuff the full-grown woman like like it really you know messed him up which i think they probably asked that which you know knowing the news they're probably just trying to get drama hoping he'd be like i'd stab her <laughs> but you know that's not what he done like he was a sweet old man and like i said he, it's hard Definitely to tell didn't deserve to be there it's hard to tell yeah it's that's that's another thing that this guy says like how much prison changes people he's like i've seen people you know come in you know basically be a shell of themselves when they leave because he says that hardened you makes you a cold person because you can't trust nobody which in the real world you can't trust people either but he said just the stuff you endure every day that's that's why a lot of people that commit suicide in prison because they can't just handle it but he said you know you hear 
because he was talking about somebody getting, you know, another, I guess, a rape individual getting raped one morning. And he said, like, what he heard of, I guess, the guy screaming, he said, like, really bothered him. And, like, he continued, like, just the stuff you hear in there. So he's like, you know, somebody goes into prison that done a crime just because they were on a high or something. And then once they come off that high and they're in prison, then, you know, who they are. And then he's like, you know, they leave and they're not their self anymore. Like, it really does change. So you look at this guy, 40 some years in prison, and they're expecting him to kill some little girl's mom, you know. Not sure how he would have been treated in prison. Who was the other person who killed Dana too? You said. Uh-huh. Oh, this do? guy. I'm not, uh, I'd have to look. I asked him about it because I can't find nothing from just a little bit of research I've done on him. Because I told him, you know, I, I researched into true crime. That's when he said that he would actually, because he mentioned like knowing Ted. Well, he didn't know Ted Bundy personally, but he was just talking about like serial killers in general. And he was like, you know, Gary Ridgway, Dennis Rader. Ted Bundy, which he said that he knew, you know, the top three big ones. That's the three big ones that he could name off right off the top of Hearing his head. Hearing about it through the prison grapevine. Well, he was not in prison when they were all. Well. Well, Gary Ridgway and Dennis Rader, they weren't they weren't in prison yet because they didn't get arrested till you know, later on in, like, 2000s. So, you know, but he he knew of them, though. So he knew that they were arrested because he was talking about, like, Gary Ridgway getting arrested. He just couldn't remember Dennis Rader's name. So he just said the BTK killer. But... I was asking his opinion on like Bundy and stuff because he said he could give like a, you know, the rundown of everything with like police and forensics and all that. We'll have to do like a follow-up episode when he talks to you more about like his mm-hmm. actual crime, if he's cool with it. I'm kind of wondering, like I said, the whole, because the nipple biting thing, the I think she had bite marks on her thighs as well because cause Dad Bundy done that on the butt cheek. If he was like studying like I kind of, I asked him if that kind of played a role into it. Maybe you know went down the dark path and let it get. You know what I mean? Got yeah. a little best of him. But like I said, his other crime, I'm not sure. Like it gives a woman's name. I could probably look up the woman's name and maybe see if I can find out. But the case file that I read, I didn't read all of it yet. But maybe it's in there. But most of it's just about his mother-in-law and what he done to her. So apparently, it was hurting him trying to burn the house down. He was trying to get away. But like I said, I don't know. Because he said some of us had truth, some of us not, but I'm sure that wouldn't be half truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't think so. I'm so awkward about stuff. Like, when I laugh at stuff or, like, because that's not funny. I don't know why my brain does that. But, like, when you say, like, oh, bitter nipples off, like, bitter thighs, like, that's horrible. That was probably super fucking painful. And, like, I don't know why. Like, I just get awkward about it. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm kind of wondering, but with it being, hold on, let me think. Like, could you imagine? Let, let me, let me, let me yeah, look this up again real quick. I mean, like, that would be horrible for her to go through and everything, but could you imagine being the person doing that? Like, you'd have to bite with some force, like, like, I just, what would be going through your head? That's crazy. The other lady was 32, his mother-in-law was 42 at the time, but she was strangulated. That was how he killed her, but. It says serial rapist, too. So this guy is? Yeah, I wonder if rape was involved. The date of the murder was August 6, 1990, and July 4, 1991, to, I guess, the other lady. But he was sentenced to 80 years in prison on May 29, 1992, and sentenced to 60 years in prison in 1997. But I'm trying to think. Um, hold on. 
Yeah, Nate Busber never been bitten off a toilet brush protruded from her vagina. A toilet brush? Yeah, that's what I said Dude. earlier. But I'm trying to think. Okay, so it says that at the time of her death, her daughter was married to him by 1994, had divorced at the time of 1994. So he had left their trailer about noon on that day and not returned until late that night. Took his clothes off. But yeah. Well, our youngest daughter is waking up, so we'll have to wrap this up. But um, anyways, to finish off this story, though, so I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering if maybe they had a fight or something. I'll have to check in on that to see why he done what he had to do. But thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.